Hey everybody, this is James and Marco and Nabil, and this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number eighty-two. Today we have kind of a special one, I guess. We're 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 actually going over a trilogy of sorts that no one probably knew was going to be a trilogy. <laughs> it's a most excellent trilogy. Yeah, most excellent. So we are doing the Bill and Ted trilogy. That's a that's a quote that a lot of people could not say before. I just did an air guitar. God, he's licking his lips too. It's just scaring me. <laughs> So uh, it's from 1989 all the way to 2020, the current times here. So we're going to be go- reviewing Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure from 1989, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey from 1991, and the newest adventure, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Without further ado, let's jump into the first film. One thing I do want to start out with here, too, is that for all three movies, I don't really feel like we're spoiling much with these because these are not plot-heavy films, to tell you the truth. But we are, this is kind of an overall spoiler, just to let you know, like, hey, we're we're discussing these films and going over them. So if you've never seen them, um, go ahead and watch them first. We'd recommend then come back and watch us, uh, the um, the podcast or listen to the podcast, sorry. And uh, just because we're going to, we're not going to really hold back on talking about anything here. Well, once again, I still feel like you could probably listen to this because we're not, we're not, I don't think there's anything big on spoilers per se. But yeah, like James was saying, the movies are definitely worth a watch. So um, if you haven't seen them, check them out. Or if you don't care about spoilers, keep listening to us. Hell, I would say most movies we review, probably watch them before just so you could, you know, just so you're not just listening to us. But a few of you creeps have messaged me directly, so I know you like the sound of our voices. So <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into the first film here, guys. So first film of this uh, newly minted trilogy, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Now, a motion picture so grand, so magnificent, and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who is Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the iron maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. How's it going, dude? And they're making a big impression. Historical babes. This came out in 1989. It's got an 81% Rotten Tomato score. Overall plot, I feel like it's... Uh, Everything you need to know about the movie. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah. Two seemingly dumb teens set off on a quest to prepare the ultimate historical presentation with the help of a time machine. Literally tells you everything about this film. Nothing else you need to worry or wonder about. You could about. practically not watch the film and be yeah, fine. Like, you already know. Start to finish. It. I mean, it doesn't tell you that the time machine is a telephone booth, but yeah. It doesn't tell you that their presentation at the end is total bullshit, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's directed by Stephen Herrick, uh, who also directed Critters back in 86, The Three Musketeers, the good one, I'd say, in 93, Mr. Holland's Opus oh. in 95, starring uh, Keanu Reeves, Ted Theodore Logan, Alex Winter as Bill S. Preston Esquire, uh, George Carlin as Rufus, yeah, George Carlin was in disguise, uh, Terry Camilleri as Napoleon, Don- Dan Shore as Billy the Kid, Tony Steedman as Socrates, Rod Loomis as Freud, that's Dr. Sigmund Freud, uh, Hal Landon Jr. as Captain Logan, 
Bernie Casey as Mr. Ryan, Amy Stotch as Missy, or Mom, depending on who's uh, who she's with at the time, um, J. Patrick McNamara as Mr. Preston. So pretty pretty interesting and eclectic cast of characters here. Let's let's ask some questions about just first of all the connection that we had with this film, James. What's what is your history with this movie? Uh, I didn't. I mean, obviously, this came out when I was like one, so I didn't see this in theaters. Uh, Jeez. this movie too. I I saw parts of it. I remember early on, but I think it's probably maybe even the second movie. But I didn't. I didn't watch this until like senior year of high school or freshman oh, year of college. So you probably. were you were much older when this came out. Yeah, this is one of those movies. Like I've told you guys before that I I went back and I pretty much watched films that were like I've never. You know, people make references to this movie a lot, and then I was like, I've never seen it. Let me go check it out. So. Yeah, I don't have a lot of history. I saw it. I saw them both um, back in the day, and like for instance, the first time I've seen them in HD, obviously. So I was like, "Oh, okay." But uh, yeah, that's that's really all of the history I have with it. So, yeah. what about you, Marco? Any any uh, feelings? Remember seeing it when you were twenty five in the theater back in the day? When the first <laughs> like, Fuck! <laughs> Check your kids for this Shots one, Marco. Fired. He's like, "Come on, boys, let's go." <laughs> we're watching that Keanu boy. Jesus Christ. I actually was old enough to see this in theaters, but I didn't. I didn't hear of Bill and Ted. Re- well, I, I have and haven't. I'd heard word of Bill and Ted, Make but I hadn't, seen, <laughs> I hadn't seen this one until after Bogus Journey came out. I saw Bogus Journey first before I oh. saw Excellent Adventure. Fun fact. Did you know it was a sequel? Yeah, but I didn't think you really... I mean, I was... I didn't think you really need to watch the first one in order to understand the second I mean, one. You really I don't, don't though. Yeah. You so do. yeah, no. I so totally I went ahead and that. I watched the the second one and made me want to watch the first one even more. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went ahead and rented it at uh, Hollywood Video. Uh, actually, I think at the time it was still Eastman <laughs> Video before it turned to Hollywood Video. So Rest went ahead and uh, rented that on the good old VHS and yeah, so saw it at home for the first time with my brother and. Thought it was absolutely hilarious. It was cool that the time machine was a phone booth. R.I.P. to the phone booths. They don't exist anymore. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who uh, don't know, um, just go ahead and Google it, and you'll know exactly what the fuck a phone booth is. But, uh, is yeah, I telephone? thought it was cool that um, George Carlin was in the movie. Uh, I had seen um, Keanu and like, uh, a few other movies. Cause was this his I- first big movie? I want to actually say yes. Probably should research that beforehand. Yeah, I should have too. I just thought about it. I was like, because Speed wasn't out yet. I always think of Speed and Point Break as his first big ones, right? No, Point Break was like 90. It came out like a year after Bogue's Journey. Okay. A year or two after Bogue's Journey, you want to say? Because I know I had seen Point Break by the time I saw Excellent Adventure. And I was like, you know, I guess I'm going to go watch Keanu Reeves on that. Yeah. Totally different movies, different genres. But yeah, You're so eclectic, uh, <laughs> or or are they? <laughs> it was. I mean, I thought the movie the movie is very memorable with like all the lines and the fact that they just kept saying like "whoa" and "excellent." It's what started the whole like Keanu Reeves saying "whoa" all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the meme. <laughs> Their whole like kind of California surfer talk was just kind of like fun to make fun of. So everyone was at school who had seen the movie was doing it, and I started doing it. My brother did so yeah i just have some fond memories of just like kind of laughing and watching the movie nice what right, about cool. you Nabil? uh i remember watching it in hbo 
I didn't uh, black box I didn't, it up. I huh? it nice. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I uh, actually did the same thing like Marco. I saw Bogus Journey first. That's the one I actually do remember. And then I do remember seeing this on HBO afterwards and wondering if it was a sequel to After or Before because I'm you know, <laughs> too young to figure that out. And I thought I remember liking this movie less than as we'll go into talking about Bogus Journey than I liked uh, the second film Bogus Journey at the time, mostly because uh, when I watched it and after and watching Bogus Journey first, the production quality is better. So I thought it was like, oh, it's a newer movie. It looks nicer versus watching Excellent Adventure, which even though we got the chance to see it in HD, those two years, you could see that there's definitely a difference in production quality. Oh and yeah, that's just just is just because it's the first film and it's probably a very small budget when it came out. But and I, I felt the same way, Nabil. I kind of liked Bogus Journey because it was the first one I had seen. I kind of liked that one a little bit better, and it took some time for me to like appreciate Excellent Adventure. Yeah, yeah. But um, I couldn't tell. I thought they looked about the same production wise, but I'm assuming the sequel had a bit more money, especially for those oh, robots sure dancing and yeah. shit. <laughs> robots. <laughs> yeah. So what about so so what about the thoughts? What what did you guys actually think about the film, Marco? What was your um, what was your impression, especially now rewatching it? Um, what what did you think giving it another visit? I had a lot of nostalgia attached to the movie because even after watching it the first time many many years ago, I'd watch it repeatedly over the past few decades, obviously, and I just always thought it was kind of cool that. They visited many more timelines than some other time traveling movies, notably Back to the Future. And it was cool to kind of see like the different timelines, even though, you know, they were kind of caricatures of themselves and they weren't really like historically accurate. (laughs) I thought it was stupid that none of them could speak like the like native languages like french or anything or or german for freud and yet they still understood each other no matter what even speaking their native tongue i thought Dude, that was they were just excellent silly. to each other man they figured yeah. it out yeah that's, they that's the universal language. language yeah yeah that was the universal, universal language yeah um i thought it was cool that uh or funny with like the whole like mom and missy jokes how like uh, Bill just had trouble calling like Missy Mom, <laughs> and he kept saying like, "Oh man, we uh remember when we asked her at prom?" Yeah, <laughs> and how just like two years later she married like his dad. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, the whole like uh mall fiasco I thought was really funny with like all the freaking historical figures um just kind of like going buck wild at the mall. It hasn't really aged that well, but I mean, it. I mean, it still holds like some nostalgic factor to it that I just really appreciated. Um, I think James kind of mentioned this already, but the whole presentation, because the whole point, the whole point of them going back to like, dude, I would have fucking yeah. failed these guys. Yeah, is is <laughs> to do their fucking hist- oral history report, which they like, they barely do. Like, they have some speaking parts, but like, the majority so of the speakers dude. are the fucking pre- like. The historical figures themselves. I'm like, isn't that yeah. cheating? Aren't you? Well, supposed wanna, to do let's this whole let's thing touch yourself? on that a bit because I think that's really weird. Like how this premise starts on the fact that the teacher, it's in the beginning, sets it up that you need to pass your history class, otherwise you flunked the entire class. And then it's a report is like due the next day, first of all, and secondly, it's a report that's like presented in front of. It looks like the whole school, so it seems like yeah, that was a weird. very odd thing. That was weird. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah, that that part of the plot didn't really age too well because it almost made it seem like they like their graduation hinged on that report. It, and it almost would have been better if that <laughs> yeah, were the did, case. Yeah. 
which in in my mind I always thought that was the case. I was like, oh, if they, yeah. they they flunk this, they won't graduate. But it it wasn't. I must have made that up in my head. Th- there were some other aspects that I I had some qualms with it, but I'll I'll reserve that for later on. I think it's um, like if they fail it, like. Ted has to go to military school. Military right? school, yeah. Yeah, so that's the biggest point. I don't know if they won't graduate, but I think that in turn, I think it is like Ted wouldn't graduate high school or that's, something. See, that, and right? that's why I thought that because of the whole military school thing. I'm pretty sure though that's still yeah. a case in it, right? For the most part, because then why is like Bill like doing it? Like oh, I guess he's just trying and there to was a, a pa- there was a know. whole panel really of teachers matter, there too. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm like, is this a fucking science fucking presentation? What are we doing right? here, man? Uh, I don't know if that was like reshot or something, but it, it seems like it's. They make a huge deal of it. I love when the dude yells out the uh, school name when he panics. Say football. Yeah, I was like another quotable lie. I like this guy. Yeah, idiot. Because it's just I'm like, fucking dang, if that sucks. guy's gonna pass, you guys can too. But whatever. Uh, that was really like one of my main issues. Is is the whole like presentation thing? Is I'm like, there's no way they would have passed even with it. I mean, it was a nice presentation, but it's like, you kind of didn't do it. I'd have been like, hey, can you guys stop getting high before the fucking reports? <laughs> yeah. What are you guys doing, man? Whoa, I got a guy here named Napoleon. Abe Lincoln's big speech. This is weird. What about you, James? Like, uh, chiming off of this, what were your overall thoughts of the movie? I actually like this one a lot. I don't know if it's because I was blazed as fuck watching this, but man, <laughs> it fucking helped. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I will say, like, I don't have nostalgia to him at all compared to you. So like, I I come in I come in pretty fresh on these. I, I didn't remember a lot of this storyline at all. I knew that they came. I knew. I mean, obviously, I know they saved the day and all this shit. Yeah. There's a lot of plot holes in this movie, but I don't think that's the point. It's just an '80s stupid <laughs> yeah. comedy, right? Like, for God's yeah. sake, why does Rufus leave them, right? Does that make any sense? Yeah, he doesn't even explain it. He just says, you've got to go on this journey yourself. He's like, you guys got to do it, so you do this. I'm like, is there different timelines going on then? Wait a minute. And I I'm felt like, like George Carlin had already. a bigger involvement, but apparently not. I thought, it, like, dude, I thought George Carlin was with them the whole time. Yeah, and then so when he doesn't I. go with them, I was like, man, I am thinking of a different movie. I was like, am I thinking of Dogma right now? What <laughs> the fuck Maybe. am I thinking of, right? No, I, I, I was thinking the same, because I remembered for some reason that in excellent adventure rufus was in it a lot more but he's in like three time. scenes and then even less yeah. in the next one i'm like dang why did i think he had a bigger role in these movies mm-hmm. uh i think overall it, it's really corny the whole movie but yeah. it worked for me because like all the characters themselves are like you said marco they're caricatures of themselves they're way over the top I'm like oh come on man they're not yeah. going to show all this crap and then you got fucking Joan of Arc doing fucking fitness shit at the end. So it's like, yes. okay, this is really fucking <laughs> Mo- stupid. Mozart going fucking wild in the music store with the fucking synthesizers. Yeah. And why did they arrest him, by the way? I don't I, even understand that. Everyone I else, know, yeah, they're know. disturbing people. Mozart was just jamming, and the guy's selling the stuff is right next to him. See, I had a problem with that. I was like, I don't like this. Uh, and then they kept having these things where they're like, oh, next time I'll think of where to drop this stuff off at, right? They do the thing where, like, they, there's a lot of, like, ways to get past the thing. Like, yeah. we'll just tell our future selves, we'll make sure we come yeah. back and drop the stuff off. I'm like, damn, this is because of lazy writing. Because they had that, no James, way to answer this. But that is a huge plot hole because then all they had to do was just think of the future and then... And then it happens. Th- yeah, so then it no, happens. I was like, but then no that means... Yeah, I was like, wait, what? If this was like a uh, sales pitch one for like on a, those YouTube videos, me and fucking Mark <laughs> watch it, like, because then we wouldn't have a movie. That's why. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, they <laughs> really well, okay. use that on the second film too a lot at the end. I'm like, uh, that just <laughs> it's like I, that really yeah. 
Overall, though, I found it funny. I think Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, though, do well. But my issue, though, is that even in all three films, truthfully, there's really no difference between Bill and Ted. Like, they're practically the same character. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Like, they literally are saying the lines. And I think in a way that doesn't really give too much of a characterization per character. Like, it's hard to describe it. Like, oh, Bill's the... um, stronger one no not really they're kind of the same or they're both heroic you know and they're true but but i think that's kind of the point i feel like bill is just slightly just a snidge smarter than ted a little bit like you like maybe he's he's the butthead in this situation guys yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know i see but i still think they're both idiots so it's like they're they're both dumb oh yeah but like as you notice i didn't even put the princesses on any of these because they're such minor and characters that don't need to be in any of these movies they're they're not even played by the same actors. No, in the, all in the three James times yeah. recast each time. That's how much they cared about those characters. But yeah, I, I feel like Bill is always just he always comes up with like the ideas. I feel T- Ted barely does. Yeah, true. That's I guess I guess I guess I don't know. I really don't. Aside from at that, times, though, yeah, Ted's like, "Hey, rewind your watch." And oh, yeah, they're essentially the same. Yeah, now, which bro. was just also kind of seem like I a, was like, "This doesn't make any sense." <laughs> uh, I will say. For the most part, it's held, it holds up pretty well, though, as a eighty late 80s comedy. It's no weekend at Bernie's, but hey, not everybody <laughs> can have it be a masterpiece like that, you know? <laughs> but uh, And then oh. I will say, I guess the Missy scene with uh, Bill's dad is probably wouldn't fly today. Is one of those kind of awkward scenes where he literally gives no. him money to leave because he's going to bang a chick that's only two years older than them. Which is, In his yeah. son's room. Which that I thought was, was weird. Up. Also, Bill is wearing a cutoff shirt the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. And it bothered me. I told him to Bill even. I sent him a text. I'm like, this guy's literally wearing a fucking uh, cutoff shirt. He's got a little it's a muscle show. shirt, right? You know, he's got I a guess. muscle showing off. Very Rocky metal. three or four was popular at the time still, right? Yeah. I think even in uh, <laughs> Breakfast Club, uh, the jock was wearing a cutoff shirt. God, he might have been. Yeah, dude. It was a very right. popular 80s thing, dude. I don't know why, though. Apparently, it's coming back in football, so. <laughs> what about you, Nabil? Overall, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I like this movie way more than um, I thought I did, at least initially. Uh, I like this way more than I liked uh, the second one, watching it this roundabout. And I thought there were, Bill and Ted were just more wholesome to me, watching them, like, how they were You're going about it. You know, it's, it's, I mean, like, you found them endearing a bit. Like, they're just trying to be good. They have no, no ill will towards anything. They're, I mean, shit, they go to, they meet Socrates, and what did they say? They say, um, Socrates. Ugh. Yeah, Socrates. And it's like, the only true wisdom consists in knowing that you know nothing. It's like, I was like, like, I don't know how much weed these guys smoked right yeah. beforehand, but these guys are baked. <laughs> but they spoke to Socrates, guys. He Socrates. understood and was able to consider. So cr- Billy like the Kid. I like Billy the, the Kid and Socrates' little friendship, too. Yeah. Like, was, they're yeah. friends. I, I like the whole say, thing with Napoleon as well, you know, like yeah, Napoleon just Billy being the out kid was the maybe because he's like the only one that spoke English and we could understand him really because they <laughs> yeah. did, they wouldn't put subtitles on anyone else, and we could we could really relate to Billy the kid. I I thought that he was like the most like fun character of all the historical figures besides he was like cool yeah yeah besides like Napoleon they, tearing it up in the music store. Napoleon was very much the uh, Ninja Turtles three sequel <laughs> yeah. of the, uh, of the uh, yeah. uh, samurai that are with Casey Jones. If you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, true. <laughs> Causing havoc, loving it, 
eating new foods. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They just accepted it. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, that's great. Until like, the brother whatever. just like, he left. I would have been like, well, guess we're going to have to murder you, bro. Because uh, that was your one job. So that's strange that you couldn't watch a five foot two dude. But okay, that's cool. So Yeah, that's freaking ridiculous. But it was it was funny just, just seeing them kind of out. And it's it, like you said, James, it's, it's very much an 80s film. But also they were just having fun with it the whole storyline you know the whole traveling through time via via cable you know and you go into the actual telephone box and you go through the little graphics that they have of the cable thing they're out and trying to fix the antenna like everybody's shoved inside the telephone box they meet their past self for a second and the only way to figure out what what it was is to figure out what number he was thinking was of course it was 69 (laughs) which by by the way like how the fuck did all of them fit in that phone booth it's not possible yeah I, not. at one point don't they show them like hanging off the side when they're yeah, going through the time thing? oh yeah. that's yeah, right yeah they're like writing it like, i was like yeah. one of those boys are gonna get cancers so. <laughs> they can't be doing that in the time looper thing i was like yo get out of there guys what are you doing yeah yeah uh, was, i mean it's very fun yeah i i agree i i had fun with this one this was it didn't seem like a chore because at first i was like ah fuck that's like bill and ted i was like because i've never been a huge fan but i was like i was pleasantly surprised no, oh, it's no. a it's a fun watch, really. It's it's one of those where if you've been watching like a lot of heavy stuff and you want to cleanse your palate and watch something that you can turn your brain off, watch Bill and Ted. It's entertaining. Yeah, uh, some of the references haven't aged well. Obviously, I mean the movie is like twenty nine years old. Damn there, there was third, some actually, um, there was some slurs used that I, I didn't oh, yeah, realize. Definitely. I was like, yeah, just uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Watcher be warned. This it, and it's the eighties. Yeah. And they drop an f bomb, and I'm not talking about the word "fuck." That is just not appropriate for our time and age anymore. And uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised like, oh, it was appropriate shit. for their time. But I guess yeah, I mean, it was never appropriate. But I mean, it was just like they, they just didn't give a shit back then. They were just like, here, let's just throw this word around. But yeah, I was like, oh shit, that's kind of cringy. But um, yeah, aside from that, um, movie's still fun. You know, younger generations yeah, are probably not going to get a lot of the references, but. Yeah. I think it's oh, aimed for people our age, truthfully, guys. Exactly. It's going to be a lot yeah. more nostalgia for our age group. But I think it's also just, it is a very, a film that does kind of hold up for, as long as you're looking through that it is an 80s film, that um, I think it holds up pretty well, especially with the nice little t- retouch of the HD graphics or, or quality video that, you know, yeah. worth a watch again. All right. And with that, we'll move on to the second movie in the Bill and Ted trilogy, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I have a feeling we're about to embark upon a most unprecedented expedition. Once they made history. I must see to it that you die. Now, they are history. Bill and Ted are dead. Welcome to hell. It's the Grim Reaper, dude. How's it hanging, Death? But they're having one hell of a time. This is not what I expected this place to look like at all. We got totally lied to by our album covers, man. Taking in the sights. Not bad, dude! We totally knew a guy got one of those in his bucket of chicken. Making new friends. Excuse us, dude, but is there any way we can get back? You may challenge me to a contest. J7. You have sunk my battleship. Best two out of three. What? So this one came out in 1991. It's got a whopping Rotten Tomato score of 56%. So, you know, it's definitely worth a watch. 
No, you know, I don't always trust those scores. So I, I tend to disagree with them more often than not. So, I mean, I, I, do I kind of agree with this one? Yeah, sure, maybe. So I, the I plot do, yeah. for this one, yeah. <laughs> the plot for this one is a tyrant from the future creates an evil android double of both Bill and Ted and sends them back to eliminate the originals. So this one is directed by Peter Hewitt, who did The Borrowers in 1997 Garfield in 2004, Zoom in 2006, and this one stars Keanu Reeves coming back to reprise the role of Ted, Alex Winter coming back to reprise the role of Bill, William Sadler as the Grim Reaper, George Carlin as Rufus once again, Uh, Joss Ackland as Denomalos, who is also the bad guy from Lethal Weapon 2, Diplomatic Immunity, sorry, (laughs) I always have to do that every time I hear that actor. Pam Greer as Miss Wardrow and Amy Scott, Amy Stock as Missy. Coming back to reprise that role, too. So, let's go with you, Nabil. What's your history with this movie? Um, yeah, so, like I was saying uh, from, from the uh, other film, <laughs> that this is the one I actually saw first. Um, I didn't see this in theaters, though. It, it was still at home. But um, I remember that this is the film that got me into my little um, Grim Reaper face. Uh, because death is in this film, and I really, for some Wait, reason, thought it was. I'm cool. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, a grim rip, grim reaper. Yeah. Is that a phase, bro? It was. I was really into the whole like dark robes and like wearing, having the scythe, and like you were was, emo. Is that what you're telling me, sir? I, I, I don't know if you can even call it emo because it's like you're. I was wondering why there's a scythe right behind. Are you, you a right serial now? killer? <laughs> what the fuck? I've never heard this. Yeah, especially during like Halloween, like for three years straight, I was dressed as Grim Reaper for Halloween because of, because of this film. This is what got I mean. Me you weren't it. wearing it like outside of Halloween, were you? Because I mean, that's I mean, that's, a, that's a serial killer. In October, <laughs> there was there was times. Wow. Good, okay. Good, like almost Sorry, full didn't month. Didn't mean to get scared there, but uh, yeah, it ahead, was it was a weird time. And I, I, I watching the film again, I realized that I was like, oh yeah, this is the movie that got me into the Grim Reaper. It was very, it was very weird. The whole lore started reading about the whole thing because I didn't really started understand killing it as a kid. kids on the weekends. Yeah, where well, are the bodies I mean, at? He, the bill? he collects the bodies after they're dead, James. After they're dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> great film. Uh, I don't even, even want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more intrigued by this Grim Reaper phase. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, you know what? I gotta, I gotta see a photo was, of this, man. Like, I I had a Dracula phase where, <laughs> oh, that does. You know what? I, I dressed up as Dracula for like five years straight. <laughs> never took just off five? the cape. Just five. <laughs> never, just never five. Never took huh? off the cape. <laughs> the Matrix came out in '99. You lied, son of a bitch. <laughs> no, he just upgraded to leather. That's all. <laughs> exactly. He's like, this is what they were in the Matrix, bro. All right, you're not fucking Neo, bro. Relax. Fuck. So I am. Oh, man. So. Well, that was the end of the podcast. Thanks, guys, for joining. (laughs) So the movie. Uh, Uh, Death was my favorite part. The the scene where they were. Yeah, yeah, the scene where they were playing the games uh, with Chess and Twister and and Death continuing to... um, you know, lose at every turn. That I think is was what um, I kind of remembered a lot about the kids, I, uh, about the uh, the um, not the kids, but about the film, and also no, they're the, fully grown by this movie. Yeah, there's their adults. There's graduated from yeah. high school, I guess. 
the you, I'm glad that they did that. I thought were a bigger part too. Nabil, I'm that glad they that they grown. made them. You know that they went with the times and were like, all right, let's make them older and you know make them. Uh, they were had to been at least 21 because they were drinking beer. But I like that aspect. They they were drinking. They made sure you knew that they were drinking. Yeah, they they have their uh, own apartment together too. So it's like yeah. Oh, so. so I mean, there was definitely growth that they made it kind of a because it was a sequel at least instead of just not another story. Um, a bit of a departure from the time traveling thing, to be honest. Um, and a bit by as in like it was a departure from the time traveling thing. But um, yeah, I mean, really, it was just I remember enjoying it because there's more characters with death with the. Martians with the robots and all that stuff. So I think as a kid, I liked it more. But watching it again, uh, it was it wasn't as good of a film. Like the, as far as the plot, it just gets crazier. A lot of it just doesn't make sense what they were doing. And yeah, I wasn't uh, as big of a fan with what uh, I ended up watching <laughs> the second time around. <laughs> yeah, it does get a little wild uh, in some parts. Um, well, what about you, James? What are your uh, what's your history with the movie? Uh, not much. I watched it back to back to the original back in the day, so not too much change from that. Even watching it now, I remember liking it more. So the I, I guess I mixed a lot of this parts with the grim. I think the Grim Reaper, by the way, played by William Sadler, is the best part of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's really funny. He's just he's really lonely and shit. He's just trying to like he's get a, like he's friends a scene stealer. Like that. It's funny, like. Yeah. Especially when they make the robots at the end, he's like trying to get credit. He's like, "I made the wigs," and like, "Okay, we get it, man." Like, shut the fuck up. He's the Marco, basically, of the he's, group. He's, he's just so insecure. <laughs> Talked about it, guys. He's just like, "Hey, yeah." I remember when I this is the movie when I saw as a kid, probably on cable. I remember the scenes where he's playing against like the games with them. So I remember that too, Neville. That's the thing that shows the most because he's so bad the, at them. The too. twister scene yeah. <laughs> with his foot all over. Uh, yeah, and then the Bill's battleship. Fate. I remember. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so like he he's losing like bad, and he's like, uh, best three out of five. Like, come on, man, what the fuck, right? And they just keep whooping him, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and um, I will say though, the uh, this movie, I don't know why they have certain things. Like, there's really no point in having the uh, antagonist. And Denomalous, man, like he's really, it never even no. really tells you why the fuck he's around. He's just like, we have to kill Bill and Ted. I'm like, okay, it's, we're gonna the, I, but it's kind of ironic, though, right? Because he's have he wants everybody to read books again, and he wants everybody to, you know, it's not about music; it's about education, and they're making it look like it's, you it's know, like, cold. It's, no, it's, it's a book him. about him. No love. It's a book about him. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's the irony, though, right? He wrote a book versus making music. Yeah. I know, guess he's a very weak powers. antagonist, and he only shows yeah. up in the beginning, uh, two scenes in the middle, and then at the very end. And I got like we talked about before, that end scene is just ridiculous, man. Yeah, there was no <laughs> stakes a lot of outside the fact plot that they hole were dead. To basically, yeah. I I mean, it, talk about anticlimactic with the fight against the robots after all this build up yeah. to it too. And then they come out with their weird like weird ass versions of themselves, and I was like, this is getting creepy. <laughs> and they it ends in like five seconds, and then I was like, "Damn, kind of wish there was a little more to that man." Because I mean, the overall like, like we talked about it too. Me and uh, Nabil were texting when this came out, like, not when it came out. We were watching it, obviously, because uh, it seems like these are these could have been two entirely different movies entitled something totally different. Because the first one deals with time travel. This one deals with more of the heaven and hell kind of ordeal you know don't get me wrong there's still some time travel in it with the robots and such and then i mean ultimately yeah. the third one's kind of a mix of both of them so they're like hey i can't decide which one i want let's go both but <laughs> uh with bogus journey though i do feel like it's just 
I just didn't care as much throughout. I thought it was a lot more fun the first film. Like there, it seems like it's it's once again like I, I don't have any nostalgia for these films, so I'm just looking at them purely back to back too. And I think watching them back to back also shows you kind of how in two years. They've become somewhat better actors, though. I will say that much, especially that yeah. they're playing. Although, I will say, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, when they uh, <laughs> had their doubles with them, those are some definite stunt doubles. Holy shit. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I, I laughed out loud. The movie magic. Like, Keanu's guy, I was like, that guy is not Keanu, but it was hilarious. And like I said, it's kind of cool. Like, they die, and they're like, I like, prefer instance, I like the scene where they're just falling forever. And they're like, God, this is a long ass hole. And they just they like, start playing each other. 20 questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the demon rooms that they went into, the torture rooms, those were. I remember Creepy. getting scared about some of that when I was a kid. Yeah. That shows you uh, Alex Winter plays the old lady in one of those ones, the yeah. grandma. And it, it reminded me. I watched it last year. I brought it up. Alex Winter did a movie called Freaks in 93, I think, after this one, which is all about kind of like body phobia and shit like that, too. So it shows that he definitely was that kind of person and like that kind of stuff. So. Um, overall, though, I mean, it's not the worst film, but I think it's the worst film in the trilogy, the weakest out of the three. So, um, but for the most part, it's you know, and then they they retcon a ton of shit they do at the end in the next movie. Yeah. So it's like, oh, never mind. So, but yeah, that's that's my overall thoughts on it. Uh, what about you? Mark, I I agree with uh, some of the things you guys said. I I th- I remember liking this movie a lot when I first saw it because, I, like I said, this is the first one I saw in the series. And I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I really liked it as a kid. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. Um, and yeah, it, I didn't even really notice until later that there's barely any time travel in this. But I did like the idea that they tried to do something different and not just keep it the same. I like the whole yeah, like aspect. The first one is you know time and space, and this one's life and death. And their whole, like, uh, adventures with the Grim Reaper and trying to beat him I thought were hilarious. Uh, although not as funny as when they first see Death and they Melvin him. I, I still thought that scene was fucking hilarious. Some parts of the plots, excuse me, I, I do think are, um, I guess, kind of a mess with uh, Denomalos. Like, again, like, why does he hate Bill and Ted and never really explain why? It's just the stupid book, that's it. I'm like, okay, so he wrote a book and they wrote music. Is that really the reason? Like, is there anything else? He's just sort of like a bland I, bad I feel guy. Like th- I heard they cut parts of this movie, so I'm like, I wonder if that was in like the original cut of this movie. Oh really? Yeah, a more just backstory, you know. Yeah, um, I agree with James. Like, they should have picked one, either the evil Bill and Ted or Denomalos, and not just have them both. Because I mean, like, yeah, I enjoyed watching evil Bill and Ted more than Denomalos. Um, to be honest, I thought it was, you know, a lot better dynamic. I, I liked uh, how, you know, they, they actually had an adversary worthy of facing because it was themselves and they knew their every move. So I was like, oh, that would have been kind of interesting if they just would have made evil Bill and Ted, you know, the villains. But they didn't. Um, the whole, like, aspect of going through the afterlife and all the the uh, things they had to do in order to get back to life I still thought that was pretty cool, again, because it was kind of different, even though it kind of dragged on. I felt like that they could have shortened that up a little bit, because it really, at some points, I'm just like, all right, so... It kind of goes or, on. This, I agree. Is, yeah, is this, gonna, is this gonna go on? But it's almost... Uh, like, when they get to heaven, Marco, like... It's, it's, it's almost like, though, with that scene, though, especially when they're in the afterlife in hell, like... It's almost like they knew that they didn't have much. They're like, we have to like stretch this out a little more. Yeah, because first they get to hell. They're like. there. They're watching everybody working and suffering and stuff. And that it takes forever for that you know little piece of rock that they're on to get to the you know freaking Satan for them to you know try to 
beg for their lives and stuff. And then when they're in heaven, they're waiting in line and, you know, they're there talking and finally they get to talk to God and see if they can get brought back to life. And it's like, dude, you could have saved like 10 minutes in either scene. But yeah, I get it. Can I, I got to bring out one thing too. There's also two aliens that they meet. I can't you guys brought this up, but this is the most random shit ever yeah. when they get to this point. <laughs> They're fucking At that Martians? point, I literally looked around and was like, man, there's not enough drugs in the world for me to get through this one right now. So I yeah. forgot about them altogether, man. Yeah, so did I. No, I was going to bring them up. I was going to say that um, when I first watched the movie when I was a kid, I really liked Station. I thought it was hilarious that there were these two like fucking aliens that randomly joined their adventures and decided to help them. I didn't know that they were Martian because it was just kind of like a throwaway line. They're like, yeah, they're Martians. Yeah, they're like, like oh, you, they're shit. from Mars. I was like, okay. I mean, they look like I, from the Dark Crystal. Yeah. But okay, that's fine. I think mean, as a movie, like, they try to reach for too much, you know, like the afterlife, like aliens and time travel. And aliens. Like, okay, I'm like, dude, is this Men in Black now? What the fuck's going on, dude? Yeah. It was just kind of like reaching all over the place, and it's like it didn't really know like which direction it wanted to go. It's like, dude, just choose one. But it's like, no, 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 no. Let's, that's let's kind of the trend everything. in the second movie though. It's truthfully like when, so, even in the first one, truthfully, like when they run into an issue, they always have an easy way out. Like, yeah. Oh, we got to find the greatest minds in the world. Uh, there happen to be 10 feet away from you. Here you go. Yeah. Right? And by the way, they're fucking aliens because we need something that looks weird to join you guys at the very last scene. Yeah. They it's spend like, more time okay. with the buildup and with a bunch of other like silly, funny stuff that, in order to solve the big issue, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I yeah, guess that's going to be like, it. I, but that's it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, like, it would have been more worth it if, like you said, James, if the, the the whole fight at the end was was better. And for some reason, I remember three that they minutes were, longer. I, yeah, I remember that it was longer <laughs> when I was a kid. I was like, I thought they fought more. Like, I, for some reason, yeah, I remembered just, that so both robots. Yeah, I remember that both robots were duking it out, and then they freaking punched their heads off. So no, that's yeah, the movie Real Steel, bro. Yeah, <laughs> starring Hugh Jackman. <laughs> but yeah, like, Dude, like it the ends scene. in like thirty-five seconds. I'm not lying. Like, I was like, Holy yeah, shit, it was. That's it was it? a fucking. Gym. I thought they were gonna come. I thought they. I almost thought they came back. I'm like, there's no way they're dead. And it was like, then the guy showed. Up, I was like, never mind. I guess that's it. I was like, damn, yeah. really? So <sighs> like. And for and for the robots to just the evil Bill and Ted to just stand there and take it like they just seemed more like formidable <laughs> foes at the beginning like they yeah, were just getting it one and done they that's fucking it. And kill Bill and Ted man I was yeah, like they killed also vicious. by the way why the fuck would they reveal that they're robots like they, it had to show no off purpose. special effects yeah, yeah. Show off the special effects Marco <laughs> that's where the money well, went or else but it's or like, else you wouldn't know they're robots bro. They because they they originally were like let's ruin the relationships, but when they try to ruin the rest of the relationships, they reveal that they're robots. So it's like then you didn't ruin shit, bro. Because now they know that you're fake. So even the uh, even the robots are high. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean they were. But hey, what, yeah, like we, going back to when the bill was saying and how like the the first few watches years ago, like it it seemed like a better movie, and I did like it a lot more when I was younger. I still have some nostalgia attached to it, but yeah, overall, it's it's probably the weakest movie in the series. Are there funny parts to it? Absolutely. Are there memorable scenes? Yes. Are there memorable lines? Yes. But um, as as just like as a movie, it it doesn't really hold up as much. Um, I would say like just still watch it just because of all the callbacks that are made to like from this movie and the next one. Um, 
and of course because you know it's interesting to see all the shit that they retcon at the end like james was saying i also found it really cheesy like all the fucking headlines that were coming out at the end of all the shit yeah. they accomplished i'm like okay calm down you know dude. that was added by the post-production crew though or something that wasn't like the creators didn't want that oh really apparently yeah i read it looked that. like it yeah, that's why they were like, fuck. Like, if we ever do a sequel, we're going to have to do something. And that's why they kind of retcon most of it. A lot of it still happened, though. Like, the Grand yeah. Canyon and breaking yeah. up the band. and But they had to, like, address it because they're like, fuck. Yeah, so. as, a, as a kid, I liked it. But uh, as an adult, I was like, oh, some of this shit's really cringy. But, okay. <sighs> sure. Little Bill, Little Ted. I'm like, oh, they're dudes? Oh, wait, they're not. Right. So, um, that's the I twist. guess... Uh, we already went over if this held up and what we liked and what we didn't like. Yeah. Uh, would you guys still recommend this film, though? I mean, if you're trying to kill out the trilogy, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a standalone and also film, because, right? yeah, Or would you do, like, the, the, the movie of... in five minutes on YouTube? You Shit, you probably could, actually, bro. Save yourself an hour and 40, or hour and a half. <laughs> but then you wouldn't... But then what if you find out that you also have a fucking Grim Reaper face, right? Like, the bill, like you would never know. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you should watch it. I don't know. It might change your life. Uh, I think, I think there are memorable scenes. Yeah, what's I mean, the most memorable scene though things? for you? The one that had always stood out for me as a kid were the torture rooms where oh, they went into the rooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that always was a standout. And I, I was watching them again. I still like got like you said it was a little creepy. Those scenes were really well done. I think that, and then the scenes with death when they were playing with him. So at least early yeah. on, as it like, continues on, it gets a bit weird. But yeah, I like I was saying, on, there like there are it. some really good aspects to it. But then when they start including everything in the kitchen sink, that's when it starts to get like really wild. And it's like, ah, uh, you guys, you guys should have just it's, left it. That's with, when like, it, I'd say, death. I'd say, I'd say it's like aliens. messy by that point too. It yeah, it starts messy. losing its focus. Even though yeah. I do still enjoy Station, like Station doesn't really belong in the movie. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Well, he's so and random there's no callback one big to ass him. Yeah, he's just there. Never. And then... They don't even yeah. have aliens I'll, in the third movie. It, Spoiler alert. I'll end it on a good, though. Yeah. I'll end it on a good. I liked the portrayal of the future in this movie the best. I feel like it's too bland in the first one, and I'll give you my thoughts on the third one. But I feel like the the portrayal of the future, even though it was ridiculous what the, what the people were wearing, like with the big fucking shoes and shit, um, I still found it like to be like the best... I guess, kind of creative version of this future. <laughs> uh, I would say, I mean, like I said, it's the most part, it's if you're going to watch them all, just I wouldn't skip it still. But although you might, I don't know. That'd be interesting if you skip, just watch the first and third one if you could figure it out. Although it does introduce Death, who's a pretty big character still in the third one. So I feel yeah. like you have to because of that. Yeah, I agree. There's still a lot of callbacks yeah. to to this one. More so to this one than the yeah. first one, I think. Especially the end. Cool. Let's end it now with Bill and Ted face the music. When your wives suggested couples therapy, do you think that this is what they had in mind? Definitely. I mean, we're a couple of couples, right? Bill, Ted, enough of the delusions. You didn't time travel. And you didn't go to heaven and hell. Here's a real idea for you. Be role models to your daughters. Get real jobs. Bill, we've spent our whole life trying to unite the world. And I'm tired, dude. Ted, we have a destiny to fulfill. Greetings, my excellent friend. We have a problem. Step forward. 
A song created by Preston Logan, performed tonight, will save reality as we know it. Oh. Dude, we better write that song now. Or why can't we just go to the future when we have written it? And take it from ourselves. Except, won't that be stealing? Cheers! <laughs> How is that stealing? If we're stealing it from ourselves, dude. So released on 2020, uh, sitting at 81% of Rotten Tomatoes. It was originally supposed to come out in theaters, and then the coronavirus hit, so now it's on VOD. Uh, so once told they'd save the universe during a time-traveling adventure, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. Directed by Dean Perso, who directed Galaxy Quest in 1999 and Red 2 in 2013. Got a great trio of directors here. This stars Keanu <laughs> Reeves as Ted, Alex Winter as Bill, Samara Weaving as Thea, Bridget Lundy-Payne as Billy, Kristen Schaal as Kelly, William Sally returns as Death, Amy Stoch, more of a cameo, I guess, at this point, comes back as Missy, Anthony Kerrigan as Dennis Caleb McCoy, possibly the scariest-looking thing I've ever seen, Aaron Hayes as Elizabeth, <laughs> Jayma Mays as Joanna, Hal Landon Jr. as Chief Logan, and Beck Bennett is Deacon. So, Nabil, let's start with you on this one, buddy. What did you think overall of Bill and Ted Face the Music? Well, the first thing I was really upset about was that they didn't keep with the nomenclature of the other two films and didn't do something like Bill and Ted Fantastic Voyage or something like that. It was like Face the Music. I'm like, okay. Well, cool. <laughs> no? Nothing? No. Nope. Tell us how you really feel in the bill. <laughs> I mean, face the music makes sense to me because they're old. I mean, yeah, I, I get the I get the premise though. I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, it would have been cool to be like one more like what a, what was the first one? Excellent Adventure, Bogus Journey. I don't really know what else they'd say. So yeah, yeah. But uh, it it was good. It wasn't. I'd say I was. I was a little disappointed. I don't know why. I didn't feel it was as funny. As the first one, or and it it didn't feel as earnest as the first one. Although I did like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves more in this movie than I liked them in the second one. Um, just yeah. as far as like how they were portraying the characters, they just they did seem much more humbling um, and not as dim-witted, but still just enough. I like the whole premise of they've been with each other for so long that there's it's about we and not about me or I, which is pretty funny that they're basically you know, uh, inter- uh, uh, inseparable. Um, so that was they've good. become I, one, I told you guys, see? Yeah, they've become <laughs> one, essentially. They really hand that up. Um, I do like the fact that they use the time traveling again, which is cool. This time they're just going all over the place, um, which I really enjoyed. And like you said, James, you kind of mix it up with death as well, so there's that. Um, so there's definitely, like, everything that they did with the story, I did like. I like the plot. Um I felt it was a little weird at the end for me, maybe because they were building up to this epic song and I didn't really think the song was as epic. But, I mean, you know, you hype it up for three films and you get to the end. I mean, what are you going to expect, I guess? It's disappointment. So, Sorry it wasn't um, ACDC. Fuck. I, know, I was expecting something like heavy metal or something. You know, they were kind of leaning into some hairband thing. But it was just, uh, you know, a, a nice little Louis a nice Armstrong song. on the team, bro. We think it was good. And Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, and then some drum lady from um, Ten Thousand BC. I was like, I don't like that one. Give me a real drummer. <laughs> God damn it! Um, but I mean, overall, I, I did like it. I just, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was like the best one for me out of the three, but um, 
probably like the second best if we're going through it. But um, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, there's only three movies in the bill. So. Yeah, there's only three. See so the number two. <laughs> I don't know. I just wow. felt kind of weird because I was top expecting 10, more from top it. 10. And for some reason, I didn't. Uh, I, it, it kind of disappointed a little bit more than I anticipated, oh, really? at least from the trailers and such. So. Okay. No what about uh, what um, about you, Marco? What were your thoughts there? I w- I went in blind with this one. I didn't watch the trailer actually, because lately trailers have been spoiling a lot of shit, and I'm like, you know what? I just want to just go in and experience it for the first time upon watching it. I've been trying to do that. I mean, I'm not saying I'm 100 percent there, but I've been trying to. So I went in blind, and I really like this movie. I think it's probably my favorite one of the three. I like how they poke fun um, and it's sort of self-aware of the stuff that Bill and Ted never faced in the earlier movies. Like the fact that they're referring to their relationships as we and they can't say I to their wives. The fact that they never really had to solve an issue on their own, even though that's what they were supposed to do in the previous two movies. They, it was sort of like a given to them. And so they're the whole time that Bill and Ted are time traveling, they're trying to find that one MacGuffin that will get give them the answer and, 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 and solve everything for them, like in the previous two movies, and they can't find it. And so they actually have to um, write this song and save themselves and the universe themselves and actually fucking do it and not have like an easy-peasy escape like they have in, in the previous two movies. I also like the fact that it incorporates their, you know, their whole entire family as well. It shows like the unity of the family, how they're all kind of like, well, the daughter's not really, but the wives are all sort of like in, in disarray and they're like kind of in a shaking relationship. And then they all come together at the end and all contribute to the song and, you know, kind of unites them. I think that's kind of a cute ending for, for it all. Although I, I did have a slight issue with, um, Samara Weaving as Thea. I don't think that she really had the whole kind of like California surfer like tone to it. I felt that Bridget Lindy Payne did a much better version as as uh, as Billy than Samara Weaving did. I don't know. That's just me nitpicking it. But I felt like Billy had more of an essence of the of Bill and Ted than Thea did. I don't know. I just felt like it was forced from Samara Weaving. That's just my opinion. Um I liked uh, the the robot, uh, Dennis Caleb McCoy. <laughs> yeah. That thing was horrifying, I, I feel like the movie, by the way. It, the, I feel like the movie had, like, sporadic laughs here and there, but it got really funny once, like, the robot started to, like, fuck up, especially when he kills Bill and Ted's dad and the entire crew. He's and like, he's just kind of standing there. He's <laughs> like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't stop laughing. I actually had to pause the movie because I was just fucking dying. Um, that actor, Anthony Kerrigan, he is also on um, the HBO TV show with Bill Hader. It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> it's a hilarious show about Bill Hader being like an uh, like a, an assassin, and Anthony Kerrigan yeah. almost Barry. Acts. Barry. Yeah, Barry. There we go. Thank you, no, Bill. And uh, he almost plays like a similar character as Dennis Caleb McCoy, where he's just kind of like awkward. And he just he just nails that type of persona. And I thought he added a lot of depth to the movie. Um, 
I do agree that um, the song the bill is kind of like a, a bit of a letdown towards the end. It started off like it was going to be like really cool, like this whole like ensemble of every of all these instruments and all these people and this collaboration. And for me, like it 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 has a nice tune to it, but I felt like it got kind of cheesy at some parts. Like when people started doing like the vocalization, I was like, oh, take that out, just leave the music. Like, I don't know. It's a Bill and Ted movie, but, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um. But I like what it what it achieved overall, and, and I like the uh, the whole infinity button thing where they use like the infinity button on the booth to go to all the time zones and all the different um, time eras to have people play together as one ensemble. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Kid Cudi, his cameo was pretty cool. The fact that he was talking about quantum physics, I thought was just kind of like hilarious because um, he really is interested in in all that stuff. Yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I feel it was a great book end to the entire uh, series. I know they retcon yeah. a lot of stuff, but they kind of like sort of, you know, have a way to patch over that. Like the whole like Bill and Thea thing being called little Bill and little Ted and bogus journey. They It's like, oh, no, they, that's still their nicknames. But um, it works. Kind of like all the little kind of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all the little <laughs> Easter eggs that they boys. had from the previous movies. Um, the, um, the little uh, homage to... Um, uh, to Rufus was really awesome to George Carlin and how they had his uh, his line from the first movie. I thought that was kind of touching. Uh, fun fact, uh, Kristen, Kristen Skull's character, Kelly, is actually named after George Carlin's daughter, Kelly. Real life so daughter, it's yeah. Kinda, oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a nice little honor to him. But yeah, um, I'd recommend this movie still. I, I enjoyed it. And um, it's both parts nostalgia and the fact that I think that the movie – was uh, better written and more well-made than the other two movies. So, yeah. Uh, what about you, James? What are your overall thoughts? Uh, I liked it. Uh, it's much better than the second film, so it was a kind of a relief to see it. Um, uh, I will say it's been a while since Alex Winters acted, I think, too, and I think he got right back into it, which is cool. So, yeah. uh, really, yeah. my issue, like, Keanu Reeves, it's just, I don't think at this point it's not believable to see him as Ted anymore, unfortunately, for me at least. After years of fucking Matrix films and all these action films, and it's hard to see him dumb down his performance. And I felt like out of any everyone on the thing, in the film, he was the one that was acting the most. If that makes sense? Because he was like, yeah. I have to get back in the shoes of a pl- person I was thirty years ago. And I you could just tell he was struggling to you could, to get back into that mindset. A lot. He looks kind of wooden a lot of, in a lot of scenes, man. Which is yeah. hard to say because it's like you can tell like he's like I don't know if that makes sense like he looks stiff in some seasons I'm like damn bro, he's more he's more in character when he's playing fucking like the when they're like meet the future selves of them you know when they're allowed to be something slightly different, yeah that's the better scenes I think truthfully but his Ted is unfortunately for me it's it's hard to differentiate himself from like John Wick at this point so it's like this is not the guy because I mean Keanu Reeves <laughs> has never been a blow you off their seat actor right and this is one of his first kind of roles where you know where he's the surfer dude and doing all this kind of shit so and i, I felt like that was for me i was like oh it kind of takes me out of it a little bit so it's it's strange because he doesn't yeah. do movies like this anymore you know so no he's it's an, kind he's of an fun to see him actor. back in it yeah yeah which he has i mean he'll do a random winona writer fucking romantic comedy but that's about true it. uh yeah smart weaving bridget lundy Payne. i thought they were okay i didn't like either one of them really i felt like they're both were trying too hard like 
cool. We have two more Bills and Teds, I guess, right? Fuck, like like yeah. the two weren't enough already, so now we have four. So nothing really to say about that. William Sadler jumps right back in. I thought he was awesome again because he's hella butthurt about <laughs> copyright <laughs> infringement law and shit like that. It's hilarious that they like broke up. And like you could tell, it was like a he rumor has no in friends. Bo's journey, but it's true. <laughs> Yeah, Even and then God like said, he wasn't he wasn't his friend right now. And then they like the first scene they see him back. He's like he's cheating at hopscotch. Like he's not even playing yeah. it right, and he's just like fucking around because he has no friends, and he's just like I'm just chilling. Uh, like I said, Dennis Caleb McCoy was horrifying to me. I don't know what was up with that makeup, but it was just it was kind of <laughs> scary. I don't know why it bothered the fuck out of me, dude. I didn't like it. I was like, can this guy back the fuck up, dude? I don't like this. I am Dennis Caleb McCoy. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> but he becomes kind of the death character, I guess, in this one. Which kind is funny because death is still in this movie. So he's the yeah. awkward guy that's tagging along. So, I mean, I get it. Um, Kelly and then fucking her mom's plot is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my Re- life. It's a recurring It theme. makes no sense to be like, we have to kill them now. I'm like, wait, you just told them they had time, though. They're like, oh, because we think that's going to help. So we're going to send someone. And I'm like, you didn't have to do that for the plot. You know what yeah, I mean? It was kind of. <laughs> it should have been someone else that sent people back, and then because then at the end they're like, "Your dad would be proud of you." Da, da, da. I'm like, "Bitch, you just try to kill people. What are you? Wait, what? Are we cool with that?" Yeah, I that mean, was technically kind of you did have people do. killed, and they just kind of moved on to huge plot. Like, like yeah. don't worry about it. Then once again, then I was like, "No, what am I doing? Watching a Bill and Ted movie? Relax." It's all like it's a page out of Denominals. Or... Exactly, exactly. And I was like, "Cheap out, okay." Cheap. <laughs> And uh, I would say the biggest issue for me is that I still wish we had, like, an epilogue. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a scene at the end of the credits, right, where uh, they're old. Yeah. They're jamming one last time. But that's not an epilogue. That's just a no, secret that scene. scene I, don't give a shit. I wish we had too. a scene that shows. <laughs> You're telling me. I wish there was a scene with Bill and Ted going back to the garage or something with the kids and, like, saying something. It just literally just cuts. I'm like, that's it, I guess. Okay. Yep. That's the end of it. Yeah, and it was like, that's how this shit goes, blood. So, I mean, <laughs> overall, though, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Um, I will say, though, that unfortunately, I can tell they just didn't have the budget on this one. They had to kind of crowdfund this one. I remember in the beginning of this film, several years back, they had to like do almost like a GoFundMe, like, hey, let's get some interest in this shit. And oh, yeah, it shows. I can tell, because the, the future looked like shit. Green screened. But, I mean, once again, I know it's... Because of budget, I get it. So, I mean, I hate when a, a future scene looks too clean like that, too. And they're like, let's just walk down this random-ass path. And there's a random phone booth. Yay. And then, you know, you get to the future. It's all it's all green screened. And uh, once again, the princesses are didn't need to be in this movie. I don't even know why the other ones go back to grab them at one point. It's just to help yeah, them bring them back. I, I was trying <laughs> was to figure so it out. I was weird. like, what's the point of this? Yeah, when they're like, no, they, they're I mean, it was like, they just wanted to show them the the different lives that they could live without Bill and Ted, or or to try to find a a, a timeline or a universe. It's this in which one they though, and then I was that. like, yeah, this yeah, this yeah. could you could have saved me five minutes right here. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. So, and but other than that, I liked all the callbacks. I liked the little cameos from characters from the first two movies. That was really cool, and for the most part, nice little end cap to it all. I mean, was it necessary to have this movie? No, definitely not. You could have ended it with Bogus Journey, but it was uh, it was refreshing to see it. You know, it's been what, uh, god, twenty nine years since the last one. Yeah, twenty nine, thirty years, about there. Yeah. I like the the so, ending and how they had like about actual that long, people. So. They had people impersonating Bill and Ted and doing the air guitar stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. It it was just kind of like heartfelt, you know. It kind of just felt like how 
popular in 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 pop culture this uh, these characters are i mean you know a lot of people have heard of bill and ted and a lot of people know about the you know the air guitar that they make and that it makes noise when they do it and it was kind of cool to kind of see that and that payoff at the end so yeah it's kind of touching I don't know. Is it is it a big cultural thing? Because I know. I mean, I don't think any of my nieces know who Bill and Ted are. I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's aimed for people our I mean, age, man. F- I yeah, think it's I mean, more like an adult for, thing for our age, obviously, yeah. not for younger yeah. generations. You know. Yeah. And, so that's uh, what I'm saying. I mean, you and know. It, yeah, and it, it just kind of you know shows that it's. I mean, it's it's still something that you mentioned to most people our age on the street and they'll know what the hell you're talking about. It's like, Oh yeah, Bill it's and Ted. The age Whoa. of nostalgia. And like I said, it's yeah, like a lot of people definitely still, a nostalgia thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people still associate that with, uh, with Keanu Reeves. I mean, most people with, you know, the matrix, but everybody, when they think, uh, Keanu Reeves, they always think of him going like, Whoa, you know, don't let him be Marco. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And nowadays John Wick probably for the newer kids. So yeah, now it's John Wick. No, no speed, no speed, guys, huh? Uh, speed Pop quiz, too. hot shot. Yeah, you know that bus, bro. I got scared riding buses for a while. Just kidding. <laughs> Silly goose. <laughs> Shoot the victim. Nobody. Man. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Victim. No one. No one. Bram Stoker's Dracula. No one. No one. James. <laughs> he has his English accent again. You notice that in the movie? It's like he had that back in 94. I thought of that. Ex- Hasn't popped that one out in a while. <laughs> And it still sucks. It's still bad. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it still sucks. Holy shit. Yeah, oh, man, I thought of that, too. I was like, oh, shit, we're doing the Bram Stoker accent, huh? Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, he loves this shit, man. <laughs> yeah, so overall, I mean, I think we'd still recommend it. I mean, overall, as a trilogy, it's a pretty fun trilogy. It's nothing yeah, that yeah. you need to super go out of your way, I think. If you have, like I said, it's, it's aimed more for people our age. So if you're in your 30s and, or if you're just big on watching older stuff too you know it's always fun i love doing it too or Check if it you're out. a keanu reeves fan watch. in general hey you know what alex winter does a good job here yeah he does he does and do a very like, solid in all three he's very solid yeah, yeah way better british accent yeah. than keanu did <laughs> dude actually i was like dude is alex winter a better actor than keanu reeves he fucking might be dude i mean he's better he, in this sense. he actually he took uh acting classes uh right before he filmed in order to get because he'd been out for so again. long, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say, too, that uh, if you've never seen his film, Freaks, it's free on YouTube, just to let you know, because you can't find it anywhere. But it's fucking hilarious. So uh, That's the Bill and Ted Trilogy, guys. And with that, that is the end of podcast number 82. Uh, b- thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for feedbacks, for lots of reviews. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us if they want to contact us. In order to be most excellent and in order to check us out, head over to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. Please make sure to rate and review us. Make it really easy for you. Just write yay or nay. But please give us those five stars. You know, I checked it this morning and it's still at 4.5. And I was I was just thinking to myself, son of a bitch. It hasn't moved. But yeah, like James said, um, like us, bitches. share us. We hit 900 followers on Instagram. So thank you, everyone, for continuing Woo-hoo. to support thank our you. social media and our podcast. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time. 
Definitely. And actually, I do have a quick update because I said I would say it on the next pod if I ended up doing it. Because we had a bonus episode, as you guys know. All three of us saw the movie Tenet. So um, I noticed from the numbers there, a lot of you guys haven't seen it because we don't have a lot of listens on that. So thanks. (laughs) So basically, I did go back and watch the movie a second time in IMAX. And I'll keep it short. Yeah, it's a thousand percent better. So... That if you're gonna if you're gonna see it and that's the way to do it if it's safe in your area, that's the way to do it. So awesome. Tune in next time for episode 83. We're actually gonna be watching the new Netflix exclusive movie The Devil All the Time, as well as a Studio Ghibli film The Secret Road of Arietti. So until then, this is James and Marco and Nabil. Have a fantastic day. <laughs>